And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on my way, what's up? There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. everybody. Welcome to episode 150 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host as always, as has been for the last 150 episodes. I am your host, Lupa. <clears throat> well, look at this, three weeks in a row now. I think you'd call that a trend. Um, I have things, all the things, everything, all the things I want to talk to you about today. Because today is a it's a milestone. It's 150 episodes of this podcast. I should have hit that a while ago, but eh, you know, life happens. So I was kind of looking back on. Oh wait, I have a little housekeeping. I have a teeny tiny tad bit of housekeeping. Um, I have gotten real housekeeping given to me, so I'm not exactly sure what. Um. I don't know how to get said housekeeping because my live studio audience is not up because I am podcasting in the wee hours of the morning when it's quiet. Um, so I will kind of go off memory. Uh, Dark Myth Publications has books coming out. The OCC winners have their books coming out shortly. And then uh, we have more books coming out. Lots of books, 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 books. We have like 18 books coming out this year. Lots of books. Uh, something that we just recently implemented last night. Um, and to much to my surprise and pleasure, um, we already have people that have sponsored. Now, you don't have to put your name on it. You don't, you can go anonymous, um, but everybody who has donated thus far, thank you so much, by the way, you have no idea how much we appreciate the support, um, and even just a little bit, $5 goes a long way, you have no idea, but thank you so much to the people that have contributed thus far, uh, you have made my heart swell. It's, it's astounding. Um, and yes, you will be receiving, um, thank yous, thank you gifts from us for donating to help us keep our lights on. Um, you know, keeping the lights on is a euphemism, right? The lights are actually on. I have one on right now beside me. Um, it's to keep all of the things that we do. I mean, we can keep plugging away the way we're doing. Uh, but I think what a lot of people don't, realize because we don't talk about it. It's not, um, something like it's not something we're hiding, but it's not something that we put out there for public knowledge is that this company, and it is a company, it is the Jason dark myth company. And it has a variety of, um, branches underneath it, like a family tree. It's got dark myth publications. Now under dark myth publications, there are several imprints. 
we don't print all of our books under the Dark Myth publication brand. That goes, some of them are M Kids, which you'll find a lot of Tim Law's books are over in M Kids. There's um, our religious um, imprint, um, GISH, I believe it is. Um, God is good, GISG. GISG, God is good. Um, and then we have our nonfiction, which is Lily Mae Press. We have our um, horror anthologies, which um, is Zombie Works. We have uh, Dark Myth Publications, which is our fiction. So we have a lot of imprints underneath the Dark Myth Publications. And then we have Dark Myth Comics, which are all of our comics. Sergeant Iron, uh, Nam, um, American Smash, which we do have a free um, one-off, one-shot coming out for free comic book day in May. So watch out for that. Um, and then going to another branch under the Jason <clears throat> Dark Myth uh, Company, not, J not Jason Mon Dark Myth Publications, no. The Jason Mon Dark Myth Company, we have the OCC, which is the Open Contract Challenge. And then another branch is um, Jaso Hub. <laughs> Mine just went blank. Uh, Jaso Hub, which houses all of our podcasts. So all of those require a server to host them, sometimes more than one. And the podcasts require a web page. The imprint, the the, the the Dark Myth Publications home requires a web page. Mythmart requires a web page. So all of this we pay Dave pays for out of his pocket. I say we. I don't have any money to contribute. I contribute my time. I donate my time. He donates the money. The money comes out of his pocket. And some months um, we also have to pay all of our inkers and pencilers, and colorists, um, and letterers for our comic books. See, I do all of the Dark Myth publication stuff, non-gratis, or gratis, yeah, for free, I don't know. I do it for free, I volunteer my time, but um, it all takes, it all takes money, and with Dave's health being, health being the way it was, and the fact that he had to leave work to stay home to care for his son full time, he doesn't have all of the expendable income that he used to have. And I know he's a very proud man, and that is not something that he would willingly put out into the world. Um, but this is why we have started the fundraiser, the GoFundMe page. This is why we are promoting our Book of the Month Club. We're not asking you to just give us money willy-nilly there are reasons there are are um things and it will all go into the into the business and if at any point in time you wonder did my donation actually go towards the business we can show you receipts we will give you receipts i was a bookkeeper for way more years than i care to count i keep receipts i keep track of everything <laughs> guys i'm nuts i keep track of everything that's how i caught um, 
Eddie embezzling funds from the company back during the Scarefair incident. Uh, and yes, I said his name. He wants to take me to court. That's fine. We will take, we will go because I have receipts. I have the proof. I have the documentation. I don't have enough for a lawyer or the police to find it a worthwhile endeavor to take the man to court. But I have emails from the vendors that he struck deals with. I have the invoices and the receipts that claims he paid this amount when he took this amount out of the account. So I have um, documentation of where he was taking um, sponsorship money that we never received, or at least we didn't receive the amount that the person had sponsored. We received maybe 50% of that, but that's neither here nor there. That, well, okay, I can't really say that's neither here nor there because that particular incident, that one event, that one moment in time has had ripple effects right up until today. We are still feeling the pain and the, the, the loss of that money. Uh, we are still trying to dig ourselves out of that hole financially as a company. Um, at the time when Scarefare was being held, we had the money in the bank. It was all sunshine and roses at that point. We were doing well. The company was doing well. And now I'm not saying we're not doing well. We have good months where we sell a lot of books and then we have months where we don't sell anything. If you'd like to see something in MythMart, if there is a problem with the prices in MythMart, if you don't like the shipping costs, which are as low as they could possibly be, I mean, it's $5 to ship to Canada, it's $5 to ship anywhere else outside of the U.S., and it's free shipping in the U.S., I believe. Um, the Book of the Month Club is $10 a month. You get a different book every month. And it's free shipping. We don't charge you for shipping. We charge you $10 a month. I think it's $10.98 or something like that. Um, if you don't like the book, donate it. Pass it on to somebody else. Use it for firewood. Don't burn books. But you know what I'm saying. What are you out? $10. So you could spend that on scratch tickets. You could spend that at, at you can't even spend that at bingo. You could go to McDonald's. You can't even get a meal at McDonald's for $10. And here you could get a book that you might really enjoy. Every month delivered to your door. Um, so we're not asking for a hand out. We're asking for a hand up. Um, so like I said, I want to thank those that... And I know that the amount that's set there seems huge. But that is just the average of what it takes to run everything for, um, well, I know for, for I'm, not, I'm not sure the exact time, I think it's for a year, maybe, might be a year, it might be a six months. Um, but when you add everything up, when you add the, the domain costs, the server costs, the internet, the um, programs that we need to keep things running. Um, I know my editing program is coming due, but I pay that out of my own pocket. I don't 
have the company pay for it. The design program that I use for cover art for advertising, I pay out of my pocket. Um, we don't pay our podcasters. We all podcast. Um, we volunteer our time and we do our podcasts. We don't have sponsors. But that's another thing, too. If you want to support us by buying um, ad space in the magazine or ad space in um, in our podcasts, we have a very reasonably priced plan to support. We're not asking you to support us for free. Well, the GoFundMe is donation. So, um but if you don't want to do any of the other things, the, the GoFundMe is another option to help support your favorite creators, to help support your favorite podcast or your favorite magazine or whatever, your favorite um, division for anthologies. So that's the big thing. Um, and like I said, I want to thank the people that have donated already. You don't know how much that means to me. Um, how much it means to us, to the company, and from the bottom of our heart, thank you so very, very much. Okay, um, I think that's it for housekeeping, because I didn't get anything else. He, uh, I didn't ask him to, I forgot. Um, okay, so I, I just got a notification on my phone, I was just checking to see if maybe he could hear me podcasting and decided to send me you know, said housekeeping, but, um, yeah, no, there we go. <laughs> okay. So, oh crap. You know what? I didn't make myself another coffee before I sat down. What is wrong? What is wrong with me? You know, there will always be some sort of an interruption here. This is a very busy house. And I can tell you that that Echo Dot doesn't like me. She has a crush on Dave. And he'll say, like, he'll say something to her. I get called L. I'm L. Hello, L. Um, but when he asks to, you know, like, um, you know, say her name, say her name. Anyway, when you say her name and then, you know, what are my notifications? She's like, good morning, Dave. <laughs> good morning, David. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> yeah, she likes you. Um. So, yeah, I'm sure she's going to interrupt me at least a few more times before the date, before the podcast is done. I am going to, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Ah! I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm trying to find where the heck, but I've already gone past there, so whatever. Um, oh, look, there we are. <laughs> I was pushing the wrong button. Okay, now I can kind of see. Too far, too far, too far. There we go. Okay. I can kind of see that, because I panic. I think I can't see. The little red line moving anymore. I can't see the little audio blah, 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 those things moving. Yes, that's a technical term. Blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I worry sometimes that it has stopped recording and I've just blathered on for 45 minutes for no reason. Um, I'm going to pause for a moment and then I'm going to go make myself another coffee and I will be right back. Don't go away.
All right, I'm back. <laughs> Shortest coffee making ever, wasn't it? Um, okay, so I have I gotten that out of the way. We talked about the GoFundMe. We talked about, you know, we need help. And we, we, we mention every once in a while that we need some help and um, generally goes ignored. <laughs> but no, thank you very much for, for all the help, all the support that you have given us over the years. Uh, we're not going anywhere. If we can help it, we will keep plugging along um, like we always do. And um, we thank you for every bit of help that you have given us and continue to give us. So thank you so much. We truly appreciate it. Okay, so let's move on to something a little more fun now. Um, I posted something the other day. And it kind of <laughs> struck a nerve with me. Um, and I wanted to discuss it here because I wrote it. And I think I've already discussed it once. Um, let's just see. Actually, that's something else I wanted to do. So I'm on episode 150, which means there have been 149 episodes before me. The very I'm going to read you the titles to all of them. The very first one, Meet Lupa self-explanatory my opinion which i have every podcast but apparently that one was fairly strong deep thoughts in a pool i was at my sister's we were podcasting poolside that was fun too with margaritas i believe fun and only slightly ranty um i can get a little ranty sometimes if you have not listened to any of my podcasts what is wrong with you no <laughs> go back and listen uh, then we have the skinny. I had some information. Oh, yes, I have a new friend. That is, um, that was the, the beginning of one of the biggest mistakes I'd ever made in my life. That is when I acquired my friendly little attachment to, According to the Native Americans in the area, it's a very ancient land deity, land energy. Yeah. Even they didn't have a name for it. Uh, Adventures in Babysitting and Single Life. That was a fun one. In all, it's Bicycle Glory. Yep, that's when I got my mom's bicycle, which hung in the on the ceiling of my apartment. Um, until just recently when I sold it. The family business. <laughs> Too early to give up. Finding your joy. Changing your perspective for those who need it. Moving towards and wayward. Moving forward and wayward thoughts. Can she survive? Well, you know, the not so very, the not so good, very bad week. Yes, that was... I was at a very low, 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 low place at my time. Uh, the Veil, Devil's Night. So we're coming into Halloween. Ketchup bottles and little rocks. Um, what's this? Oh, for heaven's sakes. What have I done? Uh, Mighty Mouse, a poem, and saying goodbye to Grams. Yeah, my Grams died. Lift Overture. That, I think, is the, the one of my most favorite titles of all my episodes. Now, you have to realize, for the longest time, 
I didn't write, didn't do the write up. I didn't do, I didn't name the titles of my episodes. Uh, Dave did. So, and they have all started the same with the, oh wait, for the longest, for a while it was a woman. Now it's a guy. Um, give you the final, leftover cheers where I give you the final battle with my little friend as mentioned in episode six, and then talks about going to her, see her sister, my niece, and my nephew in the coming week. That was before uh, Wee One was born. Uh, my brother's carrying on a family legacy of being a fireman. And then I get into the show's main topic. I cover the final episode of my favorite television show, Supernatural. And I do believe that is one of the episodes, podcast episodes, that I cry most of the way through. But whatever. Copious amounts of topics, creative chaos, my own power, Christmas edition, uh, a whole new way, but you gotta pay, emotional deficit, day in the life of Lupa, this, that, and the door to Narnia, dirty 30, <laughs> uh, tears and triumph, short and not so sweet, that's me, surprise endings, the lost art of interviews, I think I interviewed somebody, let's call the whole thing off. Uh, bobbleheads and throbbing white orbs. Uh, Lupa is lost. <laughs> Trigger warning. Your privilege is showing. Hey, it's not ranty. Yeah, I did like the, the last four of those of that. The 30s were ranty ones. And then Lupa gets a life. Who knew? Where we are now. I did a recap of where I am now. Um, and um, you have to understand the beginning of my podcast was an emotional struggle for me. I was going through um, a breakup. I was moving. I was ending a very long marriage, which um, we had been trying to, which had been on life support for many, many years. So it was beyond time for it to end, but it was still very painful. Single was not where I had planned to be at that age. So, again, with the waterworks, yep, crying, it's all in your head, fireworks, let's get serious, the fall of gin, um, that was about um, another publishing company, L a little rant here, a little rant there, mischief, mayhem, and a little bit of chaos, a day to listen, that's all about um, Peace and Reconciliation Day. The Missing Interview and the Zombie Guests. <laughs> a year of podcasts. Oh, so many well wishes. Thank you so much. That was awesome. It was after a year. And that was at 52. Um, and that was kind of a, a surprising episode for me because I, I didn't think I'd actually make it that far that like you have to remember I did 94 episodes on the world of Mythbits. So yeah, I had done a year um on a podcast that I had started. I'd done over a year, almost two years on a podcast that I had started. I had a co-host for about 10 episodes and then it was me. But I had things to talk about. I had subjects to talk about. Um so me going off on my own was kind of a, a scary situation. 
So sitting at a year of just Lupa's bits was was a big milestone for me. Um, sandboxes, cicadas, and you can't be my friend. <laughs> Fun sun, and that's it. I'm done. Uh, back at my sister's. Anyway, fly, butterfly, fly. I'm done. Um, fun facts and Freaky Friday. Not a fan. He said, what? Florida doesn't disappoint again. Digging a little deeper and deeper still. That was a two-parter. The really long, not so long episode. Beat up again. Uh, moose, giant. Oh, moose, giant, drunk toddlers. That's what I was going to Brunswick. <laughs> to visit Crystal. Integrity, loyalty, and respect. Uh, a little weirdness, a dash paranoia. Mix well and Lupa. That's me. Crossing the border, the event, and the idiot. Uh, when was that? That, I think, was the scare fair. November 5th, 2021. Yep. She recounts the day at the event scare fair. Yep, that was all scare fair. We all know who the idiot is. Sorry, not sorry. That's the next episode. This was a fun episode with spoilers. Better late than never, raw as ever. Not tonight, I have a headache. Uh, Merry Happy Ho-Ho. Leaving on a jet plane part two, because with COVID, when it hit, my first plane, which was scheduled to leave um, before Christmas, was canceled. And the only uh, the next flight that I could get wasn't until January. I do not volunteer as tribute. Uh, the demons we carry. Welcome to the land of Florida, man. The opinions expressed, which, if you've noticed, I do tend to say that a lot before some of my podcasts. You know, the opinions expressed in the preceding program, blah, blah, blah. Because uh, we got a little old convoy. That was the trucker's convoy. A night of stormy thoughts. The path. Florida woman. In person. Yes, I was back in Florida with my mom. And I got to see Florida woman. In person. Russian home. <laughs> podcasting while medicated that one was fun i don't even remember that one couldn't even begin to tell you what i said it's been a heck of a week and then uh we saw a gap and it's been a while farewell to florida our travels home non-shark fishy thing and drunken two-year-olds yep there we are back on our way to new brunswick again on the road again eh the whiniest podcast ever goodbye grimsby it's when my sister moved from Grimsby, and it broke my heart, man. That was hard. Home and away. Let's ask Lupa. I lied. <laughs> Standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Such a fun sight to see. That was me. Uh, Lupa gets nerdy. Down with the sickness. Oh, yes. That's when I got COVID. Tales from the I-15. I think that would be... On the way home. Huh. Another episode. Uh, 100 train wrecks and counting. That was episode 100. Uh, 101. It's not enough. From New Brunswick with love. It's 102. Fistful of memories. Take two. Uh, 104. Which would have been. Which would have marked my two year anniversary. Was marketing butterflies and madness. 
Um, the episode I didn't know I needed was 105. Uh, ah, what's happening? I'm getting a little mouse crazy here. Okay, 106. Let the story tell itself. Uh, boo, it's October. Oh my gourd. Write a scary story. Are you haunted or possessed? That's when we were coming up to the Zombie Works release of, um, uh, I can't remember the, the name of the anthology, but it was a good one. Unwanted. That was it. Unwanted. Or unwelcomed. Unwelcomed. The perfect pitch. How to write the perfect pitch. Back in the saddle again, so there must have been a gap. The Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Inspired. Christmas. Invaded. Uh, lemons and beer. Let's recount the year. It was 116. Uh, there is no do or do not. Only try. Lupa gets real. It's all about the chip. School bus and things not magical. Um, here we go again. I have a couple like that. What are we going to do this time? Fake it till you make it. And we are back. See, another break. Happy Nurses Week. Uh, words. That's it, words. Know when to let go. Uh, um, what? Magnes, lobsters, and the last fatal duel. Oh, it's supposed to be magnets, lobsters, in the last fatal duel. Okay. What? The hot one. Uh, the haunted one. Penance. The drama. <laughs> the ridiculous one. Oh, yeah, that's when they were having troubles with, like, when Amazon was trying to copyright my face. Uh, F-A-A-F-O. <laughs> Check the authenticity. Weirdness and whatever. Newsflash. Fun ways to die. Viewer discretion advised. Most played. The non-political political one. This one time at band camp. Band as in B-A-N-N-E-D camp. Come conjure with me. The beginning. The end. Lupa's grand adventure. Um, Days of the future past. Ode to Odie and a little self-discipline. Writer's block, fact or fiction, and then here we have today. Cool or not cool? Is that the question? So that's what I want to talk about. I have 150 episodes. I have quite an extensive following. Um, I don't get the you suck emails. I don't get any emails at all. Wait, you know what? Maybe I should check that while we're here. Um, let's see. <sighs> Let's see, add another account. I have a VPN, so every time I use my VPN, it signs me out of everything. Um, oh, wait, I have to type it in. That's right. There it is. Hello. Do you remember the password? Because I never do. Ah, of course not. <laughs> Why would you remember the password? I mean, really, why would you remember the password? I remembered the password. Holy Moses. That made my day. Yep, I remembered the password. Yay me! 
All right, so what do we got going on over here at the Lupus Bits email? We have nothing. It's a security alert. Let's check the activity. <laughs> uh, yes, this was me. So, um, what do we have? We don't have anything. Do we have anything in junk? Where's trash? Show me trash. Your trash. I have nothing. I have no questions, no emails, no you suck. Uh, oh, well, I do have something from um, MediaQ about monitoring my competitors. Apparently, they've added my podcast to their thing. Um, and they have all the podcasts over there. It's kind of neat. So, Snark. Snarky Gen X doing her thing and fumbling through life. Mistakes and victories for you to listen to. So, um, and this is all like a local thing where I am at home. Um, Media Q is like, there's, um, they're all Keswick Media Companies. So they, I seem to have caught the eye of a local, um, media company and they are where are they located let's find out um because they've added me these are all toronto addresses so they're all in toronto i think let's see what do we got digital creators am i in digital creators Probably not. <laughs> uh, broadcasting and media production, maybe. They have podcasters? Podcasters, they do. Oh, so I'm in there with 266 other podcasters. So, oh, don't do that to the map. So what do we got? We got Faith Today. Uh... Let me see. That's Vaughn. Mississauga. That's not where I am, though. I don't even see me. Humble and Fred Radio. Toronto Talks. All right. Come on. Where are we? Do like Simcoe. You don't have me up there. Interesting. Anyway. Oh, my eyeball's bugging me. Um, we are at episode 156, which means we are six episodes away from our three-year anniversary. Can you say holy shit? <laughs> three years. Holy crap. Six weeks. I will be celebrating my three-year anniversary of Lupus Bits. I got six weeks to plan something cool. Anyway, speaking of cool, see how I kind of segue that in? I want to read you something that I wrote. Um, I don't know. 14 years ago. Um, and it still resonates with me today. Like, I still um, feel it. I still believe it. I still... Emulate it today. 
Okay. It says, cool or not cool? Is that the question? I've recently come to the conclusion that I have never been cool. All through school, I had cool friends, went to cool parties, did cool things. But I myself was never cool. No one ever said, oh, there's Steph. She is really cool. Usually, it was, oh, there's Steph. Wonder where so-and-so is. I've also realized that this has carried over into my adult life. I have cool friends, go to cool events, do cool things, but I am not cool. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not whining. I'm not complaining. I am actually quite at peace with it. To be cool, certain things are expected of you, certain behaviors, certain performances, if you will. People expect you to do, say, or be something that they have deemed cool. And when you don't live up to those expectations, then you are at fault and somehow responsible for their disappointment. I like not being cool. I don't have to gauge my responses to what is expected. I don't have to worry about whether my clothes are in style. And I don't have to make excuses for my choices in music, movies, or enjoyable reading material. Yet, I have all the perks of being a cool person. I get to go to the cool parties, I hang with the cool kids, and I get to attend the cool events. I can sit back, blend into the background, and observe the show. You can learn a lot about people when you think that that you, blah, 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 blah. you can learn a lot about people when they think you aren't watching them. It's rather entertaining. I've also come to the conclusion that I don't really care if I am cool or not. I like who I am, what I think, how I feel. And none of this is influenced by what the masses think. I don't have to garner my opinion to please those who are watching, or listening in this case. Those who are looking to me for what is cool because they aren't looking. It's very freeing. My style is comfy clean. My thoughts are my own. My taste is widespread, and my friends are chosen for their personality and heart, not because they will make me look good. I like that. Maybe that makes me cool, or maybe that just makes me like everyone else within our community, striving to be individual, which in itself makes us all the same. Who knows? Maybe being uncool is the new cool. So, that being said, I belonged to a community where individuality was the trend. Where everybody was trying to be so individual and so out there and so nonconformist that we all ended up being the same. We all ended up conforming to the rules and regulations of non-conforming. We all bucked at being the same that we became the same. We attended the same events. We did the same dances. We drummed the same beats. We sang the same songs. We wore the same clothing. Trying to be individuals. we became the same. I think when you join a community or a group of people or a, I don't want to say trend because 
that a spiritual path is never a trend. Well, okay, wait. <laughs> you heard my brain working on that one. As it was coming out of my mouth, my brain was going, hold on, hold on. Um, a spirituality can be a trend. Spirituality can be um, the latest new thing. True spirituality, true connection, true belief um, is not. And I lived my life a certain way. And yes, I will admit I was one of those bucking the system and turning out the same as everybody else. I had the drum and I had the sarongs and I had the flowy skirts and I had the jewelry and I had the this and that and everything else. And all of that slowly started to fall away, piece by piece. Until all that was left was me. And I had to take a look at that person, that that product that was left. And then I had to look around me to where I was with this stripped down naked product, not literally naked, and realized that I no longer fit in that community because I was no longer the same. I was no longer the 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 person desperate to be independent, desperate to be different, desperate desperate to be nonconformist. Maybe desperate is the wrong word. Um I was just me with my beliefs and my my spiritual connections and my guidance I was just me so I stepped away from that community and the farther and the farther away that I got from that community from that that area um the more I found myself the more I found that the things that I thought I enjoyed the things that I thought I liked I didn't I didn't. It was a mass acceptance. It was everybody else is doing it. So I must like this. I have to like this. I'm just like them. Different. <laughs> you see how, how ridiculous that sounds. Um, I tried doing other people's spiritual path. Is this is where I belong? Is this where I'm supposed to go? Am I supposed to do this? And found that I struggled with that. I struggled with sticking to the routine and sticking to the um, the rules and the regiment and the ritual of specific paths. So I stepped back from that. Went, nope, that's not it. And then I sat down and I examined, laid it all out on the table. I examined what I believed in, good, bad, and otherwise. Did I believe in God? Yes. Did I believe? Uh, see, I told you Amazon was going to interrupt me every time, cause or Alexa, because she don't like me. So I would examine what I believed in. Do I believe in God? Yes. I know I'm hearing people out there right now going, <gasps> because that is not what the community was conformed to and I found a lot of of 
particular communities in particular places to be very negative when it comes to any sort of possible belief in God. Not a God, but God. Um, I found wax. ADD, ADD set in. Had to clean the wax off. So, I, uh, I okay, yes, I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. I believe there is something bigger than me out there watching over, protecting me. I have had some some um, incidences in my life that I can't explain, that I don't understand how I even survived. See? How I even survived. I don't understand how events unfolded the way they did. And I'm here today because it shouldn't have been that way. It shouldn't have happened that way. I should have died. And yet I didn't. So, yes, I believe in God, for lack of a better term. I believe in God. I don't believe he was a single parent. Yes, I say that with tongue in cheek because I am the type of personality that needs balance. I need equality. I need good and bad. I need light and dark. I need up and down. I need left and right. So, that being said, with my belief in God, I believe in the masculine and the feminine aspect of deity. I need to believe in a balance. I can't believe that it is solely a patriarchal society. I can't. Or a patriarchal belief system. It was written by men because back in the days when when the Bible was being written, women didn't write. Most of the time, women couldn't read. So men, women were chattel. Women were not considered anything more than childbearers. They didn't have the respect and the importance that we have today. I do believe if the Bible was written today, it would be different. I think, I think things were left out. If I'm honest, if I am completely honest, I think there are parts missing. Because they involved women. And that's not back in those times. That's not important. They had to get the important stuff. Um, so I've had to, once I, once I dissected, ow, sorry, once I dissected that belief system, because I had removed myself from being immersed in a completely, which is really funny for a polytheistic system to be a monotheistic belief. You have to believe in this one thing. Or you kind of get shunned from the community. You kind of get looked at like you don't belong here. 
What's wrong with you? Why are you here? You're just a poser. Mm, no. I'm well-rounded. <laughs> I'm not a poser. I'm well-rounded. So once I disengaged myself from that community and that belief system, then I started to rebuild. Um, and the, the rebuilding didn't actually come. I think I walked away from all of my beliefs for a long time when I was unable to attend events and attend ceremonies and attend um, the holy days for that belief system. I stopped altogether, which set off a red flag in my mind. If it was very easy for me to stop practicing what I felt I wholeheartedly believed in, then something's wrong. That's not the thing for me. That's not what I believe in. That's what I was convinced to believe in by the mass of people that I was spending time with while we were all trying to be individuals because we were all the same. And we were all trying to not be cool. We didn't want to be the cool kids. And yet, when I look back on it, especially at one particular event, and I'm not bragging, I'm not tooting my own horn, I'm not, it was just the situation, it was just the way things were. Um, our table was the cool kids table. We were the cool kids. We were the, the ones that everybody wanted to hang out with because we said the things that nobody else would. We um, actually had one person ask us if we were traveling entertainment, if the Vesta hired us to walk around and just make people laugh because that's kind of what we did. Um, it didn't look like we really took things seriously. And in some ways, I don't think we did. I really don't think we did. Um, I tried to. So when it would come to circle, I would separate myself from the other two women I was with so that I could pay attention so that I could look like I was the serious one, that I was, I knew what I was doing and that, you know, I, I belonged here and, and I was spiritual and, you know, I was faking it. Um, I mean, yes, I've done all my research. I've done all my studying. I've done all my classes. I did all of that. I know what I'm doing. I know what it's all about. I know, um, all that stuff. And I will admit, it was fun being in the, the limelight for the, the period of time that it was. You know, you would drive down the road when you would arrive at Fest, and all you had to do was blare one certain song out your window of your car. And the people that could hear it knew you were coming. It was nice to show up at an event and have your spot that you camp in all the time reserved. With, at times, there were guards. Standing around our camp area, waiting until we arrived, so nobody else would camp there, because that was our spot. It was nice to to walk down to the fire and be greeted by name and hugs and ah, so glad to see you, you know. It was nice. I'm not gonna lie. It was nice to feel cool, but I wasn't cool. I hung with the cool kids. 
And like I said, I went to the cool parties. I know all the cool kids. I know all the secrets about the cool kids. Um, <laughs> which I will take to my grave. Or until I lose my my faculties. And if I have Alzheimer's, y'all might just want to pull up a chair. Um, but I didn't feel like it was the right place for me. And I tried every path I could find. And no one specific path fit. And I don't know why. But when I started taking what I believed from the path that I grew up on and adding it to the path that I was on and the things that resonated with me, and I started putting them together and working my spirituality that way. I fit. And I don't fit with anybody else. I don't hang with anybody else like me. I haven't found anybody else like me. I'm sure we're out there. But we hide it. Why? Because it's not cool. Because if you go into a church and say that I have esoteric beliefs and Christian beliefs, they're going to look at you like, there's the door. Off you go. You're not welcome here. Or they will allow you to stay, but they will make you feel unwelcome. And you know what's funny? If I was to walk into a festival or a ritual being done and say, I have Christian beliefs and I have esoteric beliefs, I would be asked to leave. Or I would be made feel uncomfortable because they feel I am bringing a bias to the circle. Now, yes, we have that they, the, Paganism as a whole has been um, tortured and tormented for centuries by Christians, mostly Catholics. Um, so to have one in your midst or have a partial one in your midst may make you feel like a hypocrite. But I have had some very good experiences with Christians. Um, and it, it caused me to sit and examine why I left the church in the first place. Because it wasn't cool. <laughs> it wasn't cool. Going to church was not the cool thing to do. And believe you me, I was a messed up kid. And then my church did something that I could not um, abide with. A young girl had gotten herself pregnant, teenager, and our priest brought her up to the front of the church on a Sunday during Sunday service and told the entire congregation what she had done and that she was basically the whore of Babylon. Um, and she should be ashamed and we should pray for her everlasting soul and yada, 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 blah, blah. What? No, no, that's not cool. That's not cool. She was struggling enough as it was. She was, she was looking for guidance and comfort 
not shame and and to be turned out. So that bothered me because that's not what I felt my church elders were there for or should do. So that started my journey to find where I would fit. And then I came across, um, I tried Taoism, I tried um, Buddhism. I am not still quiet or Zen enough for Buddhism. (laughs) I found that out rather quickly. And then I found paganism. And for a long time, it was a place where I felt like I fit. Because it accepted weirdos like me. And I did classes and I learned, I learned metaphysical theory. I learned, um, the rules and the regulations and the guidelines and the, the do's and the don'ts and the ups and the downs and the ins and the outs and the, the easts and the wests and all of it. I learned all of it. I soaked it up and I felt like I belonged. And it, it served the purpose that it needed to serve at the time. It quieted the trauma that I was dealing with inside myself. And it gave me the tools that I needed to deal with the trauma I was experiencing. And again, I wasn't hanging. I wasn't one of the cool kids. I was hanging with all the cool kids. We had the coolest campsite ever when we would go to fest. We were the only vendors that were allowed to have an open fire pit. We brought our own, um, made from an old satellite dish. And we were the only vendors allowed to have one. We would be at the end of the row. And those, we would hold um, calmer fires at night than what you would find at the drum circle. So if the drum circle got to be too intense for you, you could come and hang out at our booth, sit around our fire, and we would talk and we would laugh and then there would be some drumming. I remember one night we were in Dragon Hills. I think it was Moon Dance. And um we had to have fifty people around our fire. There was drumming and dancing and talking and you know we had turned the lights on. We had uh lanterns hanging we turned the lights on in the booth because in the vending booth because people wanted to shop like midnight madness um and we actually had the coordinators from the main circle come down and say could you shut your fire down because there's nobody at the other fire so we talked about it with them and we discussed it and we put it to the people at our fire this is what we've been told where would you, where do you want to be? Do you want to hang out here and they'll shut down the main fire and move everything here? Or do you want to go back to the main fire? And they all opted to stay at, at our booth. Felt like a cool kid. But it was the atmosphere that we created. And it wasn't just me. It was a group of us. There was four or five of us that did this. So I wasn't one of the, I wasn't the cool kid. I was just with the cool kids. And it was a lot of fun, but I quickly realized 
as we left that particular event. And I think that was the beginning of the end for me there. Because I believe I came home not long after that. I came back to Canada. Um, but I realized as we drove out of Dragon Hills that for that, those brief few days that we were there, it was a fantasy. It was make-believe. It wasn't real. It was make-believe. Yes, the energy that we raised was very, very, very real. The magic that we worked was real because we're working with energy. But the characters that we played were not real. When I ran through the bush at night, jumping over logs and not tripping and not falling, I wasn't running as a wolf. I was running as a human being that had a really good sense of where my feet were, which, if you know me, is a feat unto itself. Because <laughs> half the time, I don't know where my feet are or what they're doing. They do whatever they want to do, and nine times out of ten, it's tripped me. Um, when I was skipping through the, the, the grass and... Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a deer. I wasn't a wolf. I wasn't any of that. I was a human being that had put themselves in that mindset. It was all the fantasy. It was a really cool one, but it wasn't real. So I think that was when I started to realize that even though I wanted to be an individual, I didn't want to be cool. I didn't want to be, I was okay with with trying to be different, I think that was when I realized that I wasn't as different as I thought I was. I was just the same as everybody else. We were all just following the same game plan, the same set of rules, the same blueprints on individuality. And that doesn't make you an individual. It makes you the same as all the other individuals out there. Um. I don't think there is, I don't think there's a way that you can be a complete and total individual without falling into being just the same as another group of people. Because everything that you think, everything that you feel is influenced by an outside source. It is not a completely free and unencumbered thought or emotion. Something outside of yourself influences it. So when I came to that conclusion and I realized that I can try and be as individual as I like, I'm not being true to who I am. Now let's find out who the hell I am. <laughs> because once I realized what I was doing wasn't who I am, I had to try and figure out, well, okay, who am I? I stood in front of the mirror and I looked at myself and I, who are you? What are you? What are you doing? And unfortunately, the reflection in the mirror had no answers. They didn't look me and go, look at me back and go, well, you're this and you're that and you're, you know, you have this issue and that issue. This is who you are. No, I had to sit down and do the work. 
Ugh. <laughs> that sucks. Nobody likes to do that. And I took a look at the cool kids that I hung out with. And I took a look at what was behind the laughter, what was behind the smiles and the the offhand comments, snarky comments, what was behind the I don't give a shit attitude. And I found something very, very interesting. I found a lot of pain. I found a lot of sadness. I found a lot of self-doubt. I used to think these people were the most confident people in the world, which is why they were the cool kids, because they walked through life with this attitude like they didn't care. Psh, I don't care. I don't care what you think. But they do. They really, really do. They just emulate that they don't because they are so insecure. They are so scared of not being accepted that they emulate, they over emulate that feeling of not caring, which makes them look cool. So I realized, all right, they're no better than I am. They don't have the secret to life. They're barely getting through it and any more than I am. So I stopped comparing myself to other people. And I started to look at things that made me happy, things that I loved to do, things I was good at doing. Uh, writing, of course, was at the top of the list. Um, and th th this is going to sound a little egotistical and it's not meant to sound that way. I am really good at giving advice. I'm really good at listening to somebody's dilemma, somebody's problem, and then offering an educated, informed piece of advice. I'm not great at taking advice. That's, that, that falls into the self-discipline we talked about two weeks ago. Um, but I'm really good at offering constructive, useful advice. Um, I help people. I can help people. I'm not saying that everything that I say just miraculously heals all wounds. Oh, hell no. But I've had enough therapy <laughs> to know that there are certain things that you can do, certain tools that you can use to help you get through tough situations. Tough emotional situations, tough mental situations. Now, unfortunately, some of the people that I have given said advice to don't listen. Um, and it's, you know, still illegal to beat your children. <laughs> yes, I am referring to my daughter. Um, but she is very much like me. She has my spirit, my DNA my inability to learn things by being told and having to learn them by making mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake until you finally go, well, you know what? This isn't working. Maybe we should try something else. And then when they try what you had suggested that they try, 
a long time ago, and it works. Um, eventually, you will go and say, you know what? You're right. And I will bask in that glory. <laughs> I desperately try and not say I told you so. Because if the person says to you, yeah, I should have done that a while ago, they are already well aware that you told them so. Um, yeah, I'm really good at giving advice. Not so good at taking it. I am good at being a cheerleader. And I don't mean grabbing pom-poms, high kicks, and backflips. And <laughs> not at this age. No, um, I mean, if you're passionate about something, I will be there right there beside you, rooting you on, cheering you on, and I will have enough faith and belief for both of us until you have faith and belief in yourself. And I tell my loved ones that all the time and they know it to be true. They know it to be true because I do. I will believe for you until you can believe. I'm mucking about. Does that make me a cool kid? Probably not. Um, makes me the one that stands beside the one that's going to be the cool kid. Going, yeah! <laughs> go girl! Go boy! Go whoever! Um, I give really good hugs. I'm very good at paranormal investigating. I love to do that. Does that make me a cool kid? It didn't used to, but now that it's all the rage, yes, now it makes me a cool kid. Did I aim to be a cool kid? No. I've just had an interest since I was a small child. I've always had a connection. Um, as I sit here approaching my 52nd birthday, on my 150th episode I wonder do I want to be the cool kid and I don't to this day I still don't think I want to be the cool kid I wanted to be the cool kid a long time ago I wanted the popularity I want a popularity wow I wanted the fame I wanted you know I wanted to be norm you know, when he walks into the bar and cheers and everybody goes, Norm! I wanted that. And in a sense, over the years, I've gotten that. Now, I want respect. Now, I want recognition for the work that I do. I don't want the accolades. I don't want the pat in the back. I don't want the big banner. I don't, ooh, you're so awesome. No, I want to thank you. I want people to say, hey, you know, she's really good at doing what she does. She gives 110% because I do. I give 110% in everything that I do because that's the way I was raised. That's what my dad taught us. But I don't want to be the cool kid. I don't want those expectations. I don't want those responsibilities. I don't want to have... somebody expect me to behave a certain way and when I don't they're disappointed not my problem that's on you that's a you problem that's not a me problem I want to be just me 
I want to continue on the spiritual path that I'm on because I feel very at peace with it. I feel very comfortable with it. Um, I have been able to start dialogues, private dialogues, not with people, but what happened? What did I press? What I pressed. I think we still have sound. I hope we still have sound. We're going to end this shortly, so we'll check when we're done. I want. I, I've been able to start dialogues. I pray. I don't do it. I don't do it when people are around. I don't do it. So that, you know, they'll look at me and go, oh, yes, okay, you're perfect now. You've, you're, you're better. You've changed or you, whatever. I don't do it for that reason. I do it for me. It's like, dude, we need to sit and have a conversation. I've got some issues. Well, we all know I've got issues. I've got questions. I need some guidance. I need some help. I need some confirmation or some comfort. And I get that. I'm getting that. Um, I am pleased with where I am spiritually. I'm not quite where I want to be in my life yet, but to be honest, I'm not quite sure where that is that I want to be. I know there are things that I want to do. I have goals that I have set that I want to accomplish um, because they're things I've never done before and I want to do them to see if I can. So is that going to make me one of the cool kids? I don't know. I don't know. Do I care? No. No. I honestly, wholeheartedly, from the tips of my teeny tiny cold little toes to the top of my not tangled, looks like I just got out of bed head, no, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I used to care what people think. I used to care how I looked and if I was going to make fun of, if I was going to get teased because I was bullied a lot as a kid. I had a big nose. I had a big nose. I won't lie. I mean, it wasn't huge, um, but it was bigger than average. And I was teased for that. Um, they had a nice, colorful little nickname for me in public school. Carried into high school too, called Gonzo. Everybody called me Gonzo. And that traumatized me. I really did, but I'm over it. I'm, you know, it's a name. He's a really cool Muppet, by the way. He likes to blow shit up. I love him. <laughs> He's kind of cool. Um, in public school, the group I hung out with, I was the butt of a lot of jokes. Um, but I got to hang with the cool kids and it was the cool kids that were laughing at me. Um, in high school. Again, I was the butt of a lot of jokes. Um, I was the one like, oh, she won't care. She'll be okay. 
she'll be fine. I actually had a friend who, um, I was a virgin for a very long time and I would not sleep with my boyfriends. No, I was a good girl. <laughs> um, and I had what at the time was supposed to be my best friend sleep with a guy that I had just started dating so that she could find out what kind of guy he was and if he was good enough for me. Do you what now? Um, and she thought that I would just be fine with it. We used to call her ditch pig. Yeah. It's close to her last name, but you know. Okay, so yes, maybe I'm a little bitter, still a little bitter about that. <laughs> and I think stuff like that kind of um, feeds into the insecurities that I still have today. Um, and I do, I will admit, I do have relationship insecurities. Um, I, because I've always been the one... Um, in earlier relationships. Now, I can say that I don't believe my ex cheated on me. Nobody has solid proof. Nobody knows for sure unless they're with that person 24-7. Um, but, I mean, I pretty much knew where he was at all times. He either went to work or he was at home. I don't know if he ever had an online relationship. Um, there were things on his computer that he... I wasn't allowed to see, I wasn't allowed on his computer, whatever. It was always password protected, but he never had a, he never physically cheated on me. So I don't, whatever. Now this is stemming back from before that relationship where I was the one um, being cheated on. I was the one being um, lied to and things hidden from. So that was kind of ingrained into me in my formative years. And it's still something that I struggle with today. It's still something that um, I worry about. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'm grasping for words at the moment. Um, I'm still afraid that, you know, one, one thing will be said and then down the road, I'll find out something different and go, wait a minute, that's not what you said. Or you assured me it wasn't like that. And yet it is. And you're not telling me these things. You're telling them these things when these are things that you should be sharing with me because they're very personal and very private, but you're sharing them with somebody else. So, yeah, it it brings up all that self-doubt. So I am still working through that. Does that make me a cool kid? Oh, not even maybe. Unless that's how the cool kids feel. Insecure. Um, but, and that's probably stuff that I will work, have to work on for the rest of my life. They, it's just the way my brain works. 
My brain is not broken. It is unique. It is different. And it is not wired the same as everybody else. It is wired differently. Although there are other people out there that is it is wired like mine. They just experience it differently, experience things differently. Um, I have recently began, began to suspect that I could be neurodivergent. And that will be something that I will be talking to my doctor about in April. Um, not that it's going to make any difference, but it might as I get older and um, it's harder for me to keep things straight in my head. It's harder for me to focus and do the steps and do the work that I need to do to keep negative thoughts and, and harmful behaviors at bay. Um, but it's not going to make a big difference as to who I am. I am who I am. This is me. I am a work in progress. I am evolving and changing and learning and growing, sometimes in the wrong direction, every day. Um, so I think to, re to, to round up my whole cool or not cool, I don't think it matters. And it's funny because sometimes when you try your hardest to not be cool, you end up being cool. And when you try your hardest to be cool, you end up being not cool. I don't think popularity and fame, unless you're trying to sell your books, um, that would be great. Popularity would be lovely. Go buy Eternally Bound. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it matters. I think it's the quality of people that you surround yourself with, not the quantity. Because a lot of people that hang out with the cool kids have ulterior motives. They're not there for the cool kid. They're there for themselves because it makes them look good. I don't want to be the person that makes somebody else look good. And I don't want to hang out with people that are going to make me look good. I want to hang out with people. I want to be with people. I want to surround myself with people that I have similar interests in. And different interests in, because you don't want everything the same. Having a, a ambitious debate, a rousing debate over a topic that you have a vastly different opinion on than another person, keeping in mind that you are being respectful to each other is fun. You know, I love debating things with Dave that we have difference of opinions on and presenting facts, trying to bring him around to my way of thinking and him trying to bring me around to his way of thinking. And a lot of times we agree on points that the other person has made. And we still walk away with, with our, our, our stance and our belief, but we're more informed. We have a broader understanding of the topic. And we Google. We use Google. Look up certain things. It's great. Um, it's a lot of fun. And healthy. Healthy debates. But I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, consider myself one of the cool kids. Um, nor do I aspire anymore to be one of the cool kids. So I think... 
my advice on being cool or not cool, being in or not in, being trendy, because you see it all over. We're bombarded with what's trendy, what's not trendy, and you have to do this and you have to wear that and you have to, the new dance and blah, it's all everywhere, all over social media. I think what you need to do at any age, whether you're 12, 25, 40, or 52, get interrupted by Alexa. I think what you need to do is sift through what you're interested in. If you want to try the latest trend, go right ahead. But don't do it to be fashionable. Don't do it to be trendy. Do it because you like it. Do it because you want to. And just be yourself. Because eventually, in the long run, you're going to hit an age where you're going to realize you spent an awful lot of time trying to be somebody else and it didn't work. You're not happy. So be yourself. Doesn't matter if you're cool or uncool. Being yourself is cool. <laughs> All right. I think I'm going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we are an hour and a half in now. And uh, I have other things I need to do. So, yeah. Um, go fund me. It's on my wall. I posted it on my wall. If you can donate, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, I know we have a high goal set. That is not necessarily the goal that we're aiming to reach. That is just the cost of what it takes to run the business um, in a grand total. Not the daily cost, but in a grand total. So if you can donate, great donate. If not, if you want more bang for your buck, head on over to mythmart.com and pick up a book of the month club subscription. Check out our t-shirts. We've got some pretty funny ones. Check out our lithographs. Um, I'm going to be um, adding some more products like mugs, mouse pads, backpacks, book bags, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, check out our books. You can buy one book, you can buy two books, whatever. Just remember, our Book of the Month Club has free shipping. $10 a month. You get a new book every month. So, okay, everybody, I'm going to wrap it up for this week. You know the rules. And this will make you uncool if you break the rules. Be the kind friend and don't lick shit. All right, everybody. See ya. Carry on all the way, well, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.